Welcome to another episode of RNGPC. We are a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, but we like to say that we are unlike any other D&D podcast. We have not done the research to know if that is a valid statement, uh, but we believe that it is, and that's all that matters. There is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. You say a lot of we in that for statements that are really just you. <laughs> you don't believe? Are you not a believer? I I am simply just saying that when you say we like to believe that we're not like other podcasts, I, I know we're not like other D&D Oh, podcasts. you've done the research? No, I'm just stubborn. Oh. So, and, yeah. And set in my ways. So, I'm correct when I say we have done no, no research. We I don't believe. Need, I'm better than research is what I'm saying. Oh, you're better than research. All right, you Mm -hmm. YouTube Facebook poster. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird that that's an insult. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I think we're different enough. We we, we do things a little differently than most. I mean, most of them, you know, I mean, our campaigns and stuff. There's a few that are, like, not quite campaign-oriented, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk talk about them yet because we haven't been on their stuff yet. But there are some... uh, and wow, that's some... foreshadowing. Ooh, what's coming? We've got some... Yeah, there's definitely some unique, not campaign-related D&D podcasts out there. Um, yeah, and they're, they're, it's good stuff. So we'll talk but, more about that in the future. But what I, what I will say, though, is I know with without any research, I can say no other D&D podcast currently has you and I on it. So therefore, uh, making this one unique. unique. Better? Better, some would say. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe some people, at least two people, um, would say, but just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Wholeheartedly. We are the best around. Around. Never, Um, never let you down. Is that where we're going? Do you want to do a a quick plug with a bad segue here real quick? A quick plug with a bad... Ooh, that sounds like exactly how you pitch this podcast to me. Oh, no, you pitched this podcast to me, to be fair. <laughs> when I approached you to ask, hey, you want to make a podcast? I wholeheartedly believed we would just be like every other pop culture podcast out there because you and I both Ooh. have passionate opinions about like movies and stuff like that. And sometimes they're very different opinions. So mm-hmm. that was my mindset. And you're like, let's make a D&D podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, we can do that. To just be because fair. I wanted to work with you. And then I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant wow. idea. This was I'm, all your I'm, idea. I'll say that right oh, now. Oh, jeez. So. I'm, I'm so glad that you were so hesitant to begin. And the <laughs> other thing I'll say is the pop, pop the pop culture podcast still seeps in. It comes in here every now and again. And we're, we're just get highly debated. And, and, and <laughs> Yeah. But anyways. Just what the was the stepping your... stone to a successful pop culture podcast that people yes. ultimately de- demand for eventually. Obviously. Yes. They just want, <laughs> they want a full podcast that is just their intro. Yeah. Um, Anyways, what were you trying to segue to when I completely oh, derailed it? Depending on when we release this episode, <laughs> we should have a Patreon wa- launching next week, should we not? In one week? Yes, that is true. On September 19th, yes. that will be happening. Whether that is next week, was last week, or maybe September doesn't exist anymore? I don't know. Oh, Who God. knows? It's possible. Yeah. I heard there were earthquakes in Yosemite. Or no, sorry, the other one. Yellowstone. Yellowstone, Yellowstone. yeah. Or Yosemite, according to some leaders. Highest IQ. We shouldn't feel bad that his IQ is so high. Not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. Not a political <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm just quoting. No, I know. It's Yeah, I didn't realize we agreed as a nation to change the name to Yosemite. 
Yo, Samite. <laughs> to be fair, you all know it's funny. You remember in um, the intro to uh, that Jeff Daniels show, The Newsroom, when he goes off on that college chick who's like, why is America great? When Ooh, he was like, What's Amer-? He's like, what the fuck's America have? Yosemite? I did yeah. not know what Yosemite was when I first heard that quote. I was like, what the fuck's a Yosemite? <laughs> How do you... I never, dude. Prior to that, I'd only ever been to like Tennessee, and if God didn't create it, it doesn't exist. And well, that was a poor joke to make fun of my very, very religious. Are you also family. are you, are you trying to say that they don't think God made Yosemite? No, it was a bad joke. I'm sorry, not funny. <laughs> I was just confused by it. That was the only thing. I don't. Even, I didn't even register as a joke. Yeah. No. So yeah. I mean, I didn't. I did not. No, I'm sure I knew of Yosemite, but I had never uttered that word before prior to the newsroom. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think back. How did we start talking about Yosemite? Why are we here? <laughs> I can't remember. Blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what were we segueing to? What did you want to talk about? What were you going to okay. ask me about? We already talked about our Patreon, so that's done. That oh, that's what up. it was, because September is going away. That's right. Oh my god, it's happening. We're slowly just losing our minds. <laughs> the 5g (laughs) (laughs) anyways yes we have a patreon launching uh we will have more information about that on our social media and ways for you guys to essentially help us and i think this will probably be the better way we want to go into segueing into this because the patreon will help us to just be better at podcasting and help us grow and get resources that we currently don't have including one of which some of you might find hard to believe that i jake will now make a public statement that i am ashamed of I do not own any D&D books, including <laughs> just the basic player handbook. I just, I haven't, I don't know. I Google most of the things. Um, I just haven't bought one or had one bought for me. I know even you asked for gifts. It isn't for gifts, correct? I did. So I bought before, what, why did I buy this? I, I Probably to I play Dungeons my... and Dragons is what I would yeah, assume. Yeah, I mean, that's an accurate guess, but I think you're wrong. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I know I bought the player's handbook for myself and I either bought it for a one-off or actually, you know, based on the tabs I currently have in it, I think I bought it for our main campaign that we do on Monday nights. I wanted a physical mm. player's handbook to create that character and not do Googling and stuff. So I bought myself the player's handbook, but yes, I also got, I got the DM guide and the monster manual uh, for Christmas, I think this past year. So... <laughs> What's funny about those is those are really only useful if you want to be a dungeon master. Yeah, which I do want to try at some point, but it's so scary. Um, That's the whole point, Andy. Speaking of the player's handbook. Oh, yes, we were, because we finally got to a good segue to it. Yeah. There is something really cool at the back, because no one actually reads this thing. I feel like they just, what do I have to do? Pick a class, go to the class section. Okay, done. No one actually, like, this isn't something you flip through to read to pass the time, in my opinion. I mean... I'm sure you there's could. someone out there that that, that does. Yeah, they should they the should reach out to too. So well, I'm just saying, there's definitely people that do, and they should reach out to us and tell Nathan how wrong he is on our social medias, which is at RNG PC. You can just lay into him and tell him how incorrect he is. It'd be I'll fun. Cry. Yeah, and I'll, I'll... Hand cry. <laughs> we'll record it. Now I'm thinking of the new girl quote. <laughs> you ever see a grown man cry? Get out. <laughs> Anyways, what are you reading in there? Why are, why are you reading through this, then, if no one reads through it? At the very, very back, on page 312, Appendix E, 
there is a section called inspirational reading, which is super cool. I didn't know that existed. So it's like wait, so it has things back there for you to read to be inspired. Is it like inspirational quotes? No, it's like, books. Wait, they put books in the back of a book? Yeah. Inspiration for all of the fantasy work I've done stems directly from the love my father showed me when I was a lad, for he spent many hours telling me stories he made up as he went along. Tale- Why? Oh, that's the person who wrote the DM Master's Guide, a quote from him. Who is but anyway, it? Anyway. What's his name? His name is E. Gary Gygax. That sounds like yep. a fake name. It's he is Gygax. The, Gygax is the inventor of Dungeons and Dragons. Is Gygax in the Monster Manual? He should be. I would put myself in the monster manual <laughs> if I created D&D. You'd go full Stephen King with it? Just put yourself into your the own, your own world you've created? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so anyway, there's a list here that state that has a bunch of fantasy literature that's been, that has been published and inspired by D&D. And some of it has been um, labeled as like co-creating stuff and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of really cool things in here. Like, for example, um, they have Stephen King, The Eye of the Dragon, apparently a story he wrote. I, um, I don't think... It, have you heard what? of that one? I would say, no. I know we're both pretty into Stephen King, and I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, I have not heard of that one. Is it a short story, does it say? It does not. It just says the author oh. and then the title of whatever they're suggesting you read for inspiration. Hmm. They've got H.P. Lovecraft, which next to that yep. just says the complete works. Yep. <laughs> it says you does say it, everything. Does it... I, I, I would really like it if it said the complete works minus how racist he was. Uh, <laughs> that would be a nice little uh, appendium to that. I agree. Um, George R.R. <laughs> R. Martin's even in here, so that's how you know this is uh, kind of like relevant. Um, you mean newer? Newer, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, Tolkien's here, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, and The Silmarillion. Obviously. Um, Nikolai uh, Tolstoy's mentioned in here. Uh, what, what's, the, what's his... I the recognize Coming that of the King. I recognize that name, but I don't recognize that book. Huh. Yeah, I, re- I feel like everyone who's gone through an English class has heard the name Tolstoy. Um, I think maybe it's just because I get really excited and I think somebody's just mispronouncing Toy Story. <laughs> the one thing I'm excited for, though, is that... So I worked with someone a little while back who was super big into fantasy novels. And the reason why mm-hmm. I'm not that big into the fantasy genre as far as reading goes is because it's pretty common for fantasy stories to be long as fuck. And I don't mean like just the individual book. I mean like the books themselves. Like there's, there is no just like, here's one fantasy book and you're done. Like there's always like seven of them. And it's just a lot to commit to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can stop at any point, right? You know, you can just read like the, most of them are still self-contained. Nope. <laughs> um, but okay. someone's mentioned in here, who I blindly bought the trilogy because it was recommended by this person who loves fantasy novels. And I told him Mm -hmm. that very, very complaint. He's like, there's a trilogy that is done. It's done and over with, and there's nothing else you have to read afterwards. There are things you can read afterwards, but you don't have to. Oh, but Nathan, you have to, because you can't just stop. It's the the author is Brandon (laughs) Sanderson and it's the Mistborn trilogies, which I've just gotten the mail, like literally last week. So Ooh. I am super excited to read those. Um, I've heard they're very good. And they're mentioned Brandon? in the player's handbook. So oh. that makes it even more legit. Did you say his name was Brandon Sanderson? Yep. It's, that sounds like a made-up name. It might Brandon be Sanderson. Ooh, ooh, pseudonyms are fun. I have a pseudonym. Yeah. Do you have a, like, I, I, or I guess it's not a pseudonym. What's, what's it called when you rearrange all the letters in your name to make a different name? Uh, that's not There's, a pseudonym. 
But it could be. Some people do that. Some people make their name like like Tom Riddle and fucking Lord Voldemort, right? Like his pseudonym yeah. technically was Lord Voldemort, but like he just rearranged all the letters in Tom Riddle. Um, there's a word for it. It's on. There's an NPR game show that's all fucking about Scrabble. No, it's uh, there's uh, it's gonna bug me. Anyways, yeah. No, I had one. I rearranged all the letters in my name, and it makes uh, a different name. It's Jack Brooks. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's it sounds legitimate. <laughs> Maybe I should name my next character something off of that. The, the shitty thing about my name, though, is that there's not a lot. Like Nathan, is it's almost a lot the of same A's? backwards. Yeah. So what? I mean, if Nathan. B B Na Tan Na Tan Na Tan. <laughs> just, just turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I just, could make a first and last just, name with my first just, and last name. Just rearrange the letters. You can do now, it. Now, if it's... I threw my middle name in there, there's a lot to work with. Percival? Yep. <laughs> Glad you remembered. <laughs> no, it's like Alexander, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um, all right, yeah. Are we, we, sh- we actually do a podcast, right, about other things? We do. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, well... Did we start that yet? Are we doing it? Nope. Oh, okay. We're We're going to do it right now. Ready? Lloyd, cue the music. I hate you. And that's how we open. Are you going to ask me if I'm bringing the character this week or not? Uh, Wow. Are you bringing the character this week or not? I am. Thank you for asking. Oh, yeah. That wasn't (laughs) forced at all. I don't feel pressured and or in danger. You should feel Help like you're in me. danger. Help me. So I... <laughs> this is a cry for help. It's real. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this anymore. <laughs> so you want to hear how I got my inspiration for this character this week? Was it in the back of the player handbook? Nope. But the, on the, oh. My wife, oh. Chelsea, said something to me and I didn't hear her. So she called me an old man and I went, huh? What? Not, how did that inspire you? That happens like that's happened every day. I guarantee it for like the yeah. past as long as you two have known each other. But I've never replied in my old man voice before. <laughs> so I was like, "Ooh, I should make an old man." Oh, Jesus. this week you've made an old man. We literally have a character that's named Old Man Oldman. Yeah, but he was an old man half orc. I'm making an old man man. He's a human. So did you start essentially with the voice and decided you wanted to yep. work backwards? For, oh, fuck. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's the voice I'm assuming you're going with? Is that? What? <laughs> what voice? Cool. You whippersnappers. Just when I thought the fucking Mr. Brightside episode was going to be the death of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So you decided you wanted to make an old man. So like the episode where I decided I want to make a kid. You went the opposite way with it. Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, what else did you decide to build around that then? So I picked a background. It's a super happy one. And it's called Grave Tender. Uh, I, I have questions. <laughs> you read. Oh, you read. No, you don't. <laughs> you lead <laughs> a rather interesting lifestyle dealing with the cemetery of a village. It takes a strong stomach and an even stronger respect for the dead to make make a successful grave tender, and not everyone is cut out for it. Okay, Spooky. all right. Um, I'm just going to say it right now because 
it's eventually going to come up. This is very similar. This background, at least, is similar to a character in uh, Critical Role. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy I don't watch Critical Role because this is my fear. This is why I don't watch Critical Role. Why? I don't want their influence over me. It doesn't. What do you mean their influence over you? You say that like it's 5G spreading coronavirus throughout the land. <laughs> Maybe Critical Role's the problem. Do you ever think about that? No. They're the solution. It's not true. They've been around for a long time. And they're the solution. <laughs> no, but they... for real, like, I want my brain thoughts to be my own. <laughs> <laughs> These are my brain thoughts. Don't come by my brain thoughts. Yeah. I don't, don't influence want... influence my brain thoughts. <laughs> you literally, the beginning of this episode just started with, hey, if you look in the back of this book, here is a place where you can find other brain thoughts to make your brain thoughts better brain thoughts. And you're like, no, <laughs> fuck all the brain thoughts. <laughs> yeah, but these are less popular brain thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that's why you don't like it, because so many other people do. No, there's also so much. Let's see. Oh, there we go. I'll justify my actions and my thoughts. There's way too much content for me to get caught up on. There's like, if you were to break their shit up into books, there's 40 of them at this point, if not more. Oh, they've done, uh, okay, so when they got to episode, okay, sorry, we got off. I can tell you which character it's similar to if you want, but anyways, when they got to, to their first 100 episodes, they broke down the amount of time and content they had recorded, and they had comparatively enough content to be 10 seasons of a show of an hour-long yeah. tv show and i won't watch a show that i haven't committed to that's 10 seasons in that's so. fine i'm just saying like i just like putting it out in the background and just yeah. kind of doing my shit and listening and it's fun yeah well but there's a character in that enjoy. that runs a graveyard that they decide to then go off into the world and do stuff so yeah who plays them uh can i guess t- go ahead sure you're gonna guess wrong because you know two you know two actors on that show, and I can Google it and pull them all up. Well, then it's probably gonna you're probably gonna see it. No, okay. I'm just gonna Google Critical Role cast. Okay, doing the Google, filling yep. the dead air. Okay, okay. so oh. um, let's see here. I'm going to guess. Is it a male or female character? Can we narrow it down that way? No, we're not playing Guess Who. Oh, I guess we are playing Guess Who. Uh, it's male. <laughs> okay. But these people are also talented. It doesn't really matter if the character is male or female. <laughs> That's true because there is a male character that plays a female. Yeah. I'm just going to guess Liam. Yeah, I knew that's who we were going to guess him. No. I, I knew I was going to guess that too. But I'm gonna go, my second guess is Marisha. Nope. Just for fun. I also said it was a male. And it's Talison. Yeah. Is that his real name? Talison Jaffe. It's a child I actor. I thought that was fake. Mm-mm. He's okay. So to be, to I be that fair, was like his character name. No, say so to be fair to his name, he's been around for centuries. He's the Undying. So like he was named way back in the before times, like in the before of the before times. You know how we had not have the new before times. That was the before this time. He was in even the first one of the before before times. What? Exactly. That's how like old the he is. human person. Correct. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> He is the undying. That's not true. <laughs> it's not possible. Only Critical Role fans will understand the, that joke and appreciate the reference. He just That's the running joke within the, the group is that he's been around forever. Because his <laughs> name's like, so weird? Or I should say unique? Just just he, he as an individual and a person is so just eclectic <laughs> and unique in, in, his, in himself. That they're like, 
He's like, like, cause you know how the people have found like pictures or portraits of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Have, like, and so like they've they've kind of tried to do shit like that, where it's just like, yep, yeah, he's just been around. He's just been been here forever and just never really ages. And yeah. Well, good for him. Anyway, so he plays a character that runs a graveyard when they meet him. Okay, cool. So that's that's what I meant. And he also does this cool thing where uh, he makes tea from all of the dead bodies because he has a thing where he can grow. Like there's uh, a feature for fur bogs, I believe, where you get access to decom- decom- decomposition as a spell. And so he, when he buries someone, he can start the de- decomposition process sooner and start growing like leaves or like a plant or something out of them. And then he makes tea out of dead people. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, that's his character. So don't cool. do any of that. Don't make tea out of people in your graveyard and you won't be exactly like Caduceus Clay. Good, I won't. Okay. Caduceus Clay. Was it Muhammad Ali? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, goddamn. So I brought the grave tender background. Yep. Because I'm an original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm special. Yes, you are. Tell me yes, I'm special. You look at you. Who's a special boy? <laughs> oh, yes, you are. No one else is like you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now we can move on. <laughs> I'm glad I can also, help. This person's also a human. They are 73 years young. Yeah, that's old. And their name is William. Clay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't bring a last name. I couldn't think of one. It's just William. You came up with the most generic first name and you couldn't think of a last name? Yeah, because I googled names that were popular 100 years ago. And William was number two, right under John. Make his name be William John. I, don't, I hate people that have two first names. Make it Johns. William Johns. Or Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Ooh. John Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So that's what you brought. Um, what did you want to try and randomize then today? Um, so, I mean... Anything besides the normal things that you always like to randomize out of the background and shit like that? No, I, is that an insult? I feel shade. Well, it just looked so hot over there, I figured you could use some. It was 80 at noon today. It's kind of hot. It's really hot here today, too. And I, I have to turn my fan off because my microphone still sucks. No, your microphone doesn't suck. You still know how to use it. Why? Why is there so much shade happening right now between the two of us? <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> I looked up a YouTube video that no, that taught me how to use your Zoom. I probably know how to use it better than you do at this point. My Zoom is broken. I need a new Zoom. Oh. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> What Perfect are we rolling plug on? for our Patreon. Jake needs a new Zoom. Actually, you shouldn't even buy a Zoom. Buy a real mixing board. I know. I get it. I'm poor. <laughs> anyway, so so I so you can have some influence here. I could not figure out a class that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing mm-hmm. to roll on a class, or we can discuss that afterwards. Otherwise, yes, it will just be the normal stuff we roll on um, under the background. I mean. We, we don't have much right here already, but I do have a class I think that would be fun that I don't know if you would like to play um, for several reasons. So maybe we just leave it as the third tier thing and we kind of see what class fits best within what we rolled. Yeah? Okay. And if things start to line up in the direction of what I think the class currently could be, we'll go that way. And if okay. it doesn't, we'll go our own way. Go our <laughs> own way. Yeah. No. Mm. Wow. Okay. I don't even know that song. You can go your own way. Oh. You, you, you don't. Maybe. 
Jeez, we're going to get ad striked. Is that a thing? Trademark striked? Somebody's going to be upset. No one. Uh, hopefully they don't listen. Anyways, <laughs> what are we rolling on first? So, I do want to bring up, though, there's a cool feature in Grave Tender that I think is pretty sweet to play with from a role-playing perspective. Oh, yeah? And it's called Mutual Respect. Okay. You treat the dead with the utmost care. Undead creatures recognize your care for those who have passed and may be more likely to trust you. That's pretty sweet, right? Interesting. That'd be fun to play with. Yeah. Um, I think... I think that's a fun, like, and that's where the little thing, like, with these backgrounds, I, I think it's cool in that, like, those little features and things are, again, that's a, a, an entirely a role-playing aspect. And that's a, a thing that I think, if you want to bring a background like this, or if you want to have something where you as a character have a fun thing that you want to try and do occasionally, just make sure, again, with the DM that they're on board with it. And as a DM, be open to shit like that, because it, again, makes every character feel a little different. So you don't want to get too samesy uh, sure. with everything. So, like, if there's a chance that you can talk to a zombie and you can have a... I don't know. <laughs> Some sort. Well, and zombies granted, are pretty dumb. That'd be a stretch, but yeah. But uh, but I'm just saying to the point where it's like there's, there's spells where you can talk to plants, right? And yeah. so it's like just have fun with it and have it be a fun aspect. And but I think that also could be a thing that we could play with potentially again with the class and with something that you could potentially look at trying to bring up with that. So that's fun to remember. I think we should remember that he can talk to dead. I'm gonna. You should put that under. I'm gonna put that in the future. What is the first thing we're rolling? We're gonna. I'm gonna roll on the personality trait. Oh, Tay, but tweet. There are eight of them, so I'm gonna roll a d8. Right? Dude, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That totally makes sense. Ooh, and I rolled maximum rolls, which is an eight. Oh God. <laughs> what is it? I want to destroy mankind with an undead army. <laughs> well, look at this. It directly relates into the feature. Also, this is an old man. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess I just assume old people are trustworthy. But I guess if the boomer generation has taught us anything. Um, <laughs> not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. Not a poli- <laughs> um, well, uh, here's hoping we really get the lawful good option under ideal. Yeah. <laughs> because that would just, you know, completely throw this off to begin with. Okay, so I'm rolling a D6, yes, for ideal? Yes, so that's what it looks like. Ooh, I rolled a two. Two is balance. The balance of life and death above all else. Hmm. So, already I'm thinking how he kind of views things is the way Dwight did from the office of like, okay, if everything needs to be balanced and I want to destroy the world with an undead plague, it's like, or undead army, it's like, why? Why does he want to do that? Well, because there's too much life currently and not enough death. Ooh, Thanos. Yep. Perfectly balanced. As all things should be. Anyways, what is the bond, Sire Nathan? Ooh, James Bond. It's a D- There's six of them, so I'm going to roll a D6. Did you roll James? I rolled a one. I must protect my graves at all costs. Get off my lawn! Basically. <laughs> <laughs> there's a small part of me that's imagining Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. That's this character? Just for that Just, specific bond. I don't oh, know why, oh, okay. but... Okay, no, no, yeah. I could I could see that. Um, okay, let me get Flaw. Let me get Flaw going. So All right, D6. I rolled a three. Three is, I've seen too many corpses to march bravely into the dark. This character sucks. <laughs> so he's a coward. He's a coward he's a... who wants an undead army. 
Hi, welcome to Life Full of Contradictions. Dude, the voice and the personality I was prepping for prior to recording this is not... Good. Good. I was definitely going for like a Clint Eastwood. He could still be Clint Eastwood. No, Clint Eastwood would not be like, I'm not going in there. But dude, okay, so that doesn't mean... Look, when it says, I've seen too many corpses to march bravely in the dark... What I take from that can mean a lot of different things. It could not. It doesn't mean he doesn't go into the dark. It could just mean he's horrified of doing it because of the nightmares he knows that are in there. He can still go and do it. It just do it in a more timid way. Or maybe that's why he wants the undead army because he knows there's corpses in there, and so he wants to have his own with him to back him up. He needs things to then amplify his bravery. Or he maybe he sends other people in there to do it for him. He manipulates people. It doesn't necessarily mean he has to be a timid, you know, afraid character. It could just be like. Oh, he's a badass all around, but as soon as it comes to the dark, he he cuz this also says it's not necessarily that he's afraid of the corpses or anything in particular. It's just that he knows what type of horrors could be in the dark, and so therefore he's afraid of the unknown of it, right? And so maybe yeah. again that's why he wants to destroy the world or or destroy mankind with an undead army cuz he's like there's so much shit out there that I just want to get just start over <laughs> like we fucked up or something like i don't know who knows like so there's ways to play with it besides just the initial cut of it well yeah i wouldn't have made him like a quivering baby i would have definitely um made him like it would be it'd be like a hidden thing someone's like hey we're gonna go dungeon sure. diving and he's like do we really is that really a good idea like should we really really be doing that well, yeah, that, and then the other thing you can play with is, too, as a human, he doesn't have dark vision. So maybe he is literally just afraid of the dark because he can't see in it. So in oh. some way, he's trying to be able to see in the dark. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's got nightmares. Mm-hmm. Night terrors. Um, just wakes up and then is like, all right, you guys are taking a long rest. All right, about halfway in, I just wake up and scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do we want to get to stats, or do you want to discuss a little bit more about how these... Maybe um, interact. I mean, it's going to be difficult. I mean, we've we've had worse. We've had worse contradictions. Sure. Um, Sir was hard as fuck to figure out. Um, there was a lot of contradictions there. Mm-hmm. But so, the personality trait and the ideal are easy to connect. Uh, the bond is also kind of easy to throw in there because, like, his graves are essentially his army. Like that could be his undead that he's prepping for. Sure. I Maybe mean, it could he, also just be the physical place he's from. Yeah. Yeah. And then the flaw, the flaw is always meant to throw a wrench in things. True. So yeah, it's just like, he wants to raise this undead army, but for some reason he <laughs> won't go into the dark to do it, I guess. It's, I guess is where we're at right now. Undead army, let's attack in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> During the daytime. <laughs> when they can see us coming. <clears throat> I mean, it also just probably means he probably doesn't have many vampires <laughs> as part yeah. of his undead army. Um but okay, so stats then? Yeah, let's just do stats. I'm gonna go first. Strength. Oh, what are we getting rid of? The lowest one. I'm never uh, getting rid of the highest one again. Or do we just want to just roll three? We could just roll three and not roll four at all. Four at all. No, it's fun. Okay. Just roll four. Sure. I like rolling four click clacks instead of three. I love how in this episode we're really finding out how much of a child Nathan truly really is. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Math rocks, go. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two, three, four, six. So drop the two. Thirteen. Six and four is ten. Thirteen. Thirteen wow. strength. For a 73-year-old, he's got some kick. Well, yeah, when you have to dig up graves all the time. 
All right, I'm rolling my math rocks. I rolled a six, a two, a three, and a one. So that makes 11 for Dex. Nice. No nice. broken hips on this old guy. <laughs> Constitution. This is uh, not good. One, two, three, five. So drop the one. That's 10. 10, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not average. Terrible. Okay, intelligence. Jesus. Well, your old man's smart as fuck. I rolled a six, 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 two. What? Eighteen. Damn. That's the best you can do. It is. Wow. He should be smart though. I think. Wisdom. He also should be wise. Looks like it's gonna be about average. I rolled a two, three, four, six again, so that's another thirteen. 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. And roll charisma. Oh, he is not charismatic. Uh, I rolled a three, a two, a two, and a two. So that's seven. My God. (laughs) My God. Good God. How am I going to play this guy? Exactly how you were planning with that voice. (laughs) Is this voice not intimidating? It's it's a whole lot of something. (laughs) Would you happen to have any... uh, Brown sugar? Brown sugar? (laughs) I need some for my... Necromancy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you happen to have any prunes? It's been a couple of days. Oh my god. Um, (laughs) Alrighty then. (laughs) Listen here, bucko. If you don't give me my prunes, I'm going to get angry. Is that scary? You intimidated? Horrified. I'm shaking in my boots. (laughs) Um, So... What I was going to say is, should we do a quick uh, recap of this, or do we want to look at what we potentially think classes might be um, off of the bat? Do a recap. I'm going to lean back. Oh. Oh, wow. So you're just going to... Okay, yeah, wow. You can hear. You just Yeah, my chair is like an old goddamn ship that's been lost at sea for hundreds and thousands of years, so when I lean back, that's what you're hearing. thousands of years. Wow. Uh, That sounds like another... I don't believe you. Um, okay, recap. So Nathan, at one point, yelled at his wife in an old man voice and decided, ah, yes, I want to bring this into a fantasy world. <laughs> and he then looked for a background uh, of some sort that would fit with this old old human person. He wanted to make an actual human that was old and found Grave Tender, um, which essentially means he runs a graveyard, uh, wanted to be a human and since he's old he decided to go with like 73 because for humans in D D, it's just like real life where that's super old um and decided to bring the name did you decide john's was what you're going with for the last name you did okay good he's nodding everyone he backed up from the mic but i can see him um his so the name is william john's <laughs> um and so then we rolled within uh the background of gray tender grave tender um for the personality trait, which is, I want to destroy mankind with an undead army. Which, you know, that's fun. Um, and then the ideal of balance. Uh, meaning, the balance of life and death above all else. Very Thanos-esque. Um, and then the bond is, I must protect my graves at all costs. And then the flaw is, I've seen too many corpses to march bravely into the dark. So, that's fun to have to 
figure out how that's going to play out. Uh, then we rolled on some stats. Uh, strength of 13, Dex of 11, Con of 10, Intelligence of 18, Wisdom of 13, and Charisma of 7. Which is brings us to now. Yeah? Is that it? Did I get everything? Beautiful. Nice. Um, yeah, the one thing I, I think I want to try want to do is uh, we have that fun... Where's that that list of what it when it explains what the actual stat means? Um, okay, fine. Where is that? I'm gonna uh, read it. Oh, you okay? I I was gonna say I, I was about to pull it up. No, it's in useful links. I got it. Simple language for stats. Yeah, well, we don't have to do it for each one. If you just want to do it for like the big ones, so like come we understand like the polar adder. Pol- what? Dude, there's okay. So there's words in the charisma. Ooh. I don't know what this word means. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, like, for the high ones, let me see here. Um, so, 18 intelligence. My God, let's see what that means. Uh, that means you are very intelligent. You may invent new processes or uses for knowledge. All right. Yeah. Smarter than me, so I'm not going to hone <laughs> into that aspect. <laughs> um, 13 is another one we've got for two things, strength and wisdom. Um, so strength, a 13 of strength is can carry heavy objects for short distances. A 13 for wisdom is able to tell when a person is upset. Okay, so, I mean, that's not can read special. people. Yeah, read the, people. The charisma one, are you, are you struggling with the word reticent? Yep. So for seven, it's terribly reticent, uninteresting, or rude. Sounds like an old person. Just sound- that could be rude. <laughs> yeah. Like it just- oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, so like yeah. I gotta Google what reticent means. Um, let me let me tell you guys for the folks at home who also don't know, reticent means not revealing's one not revealing one's thoughts or feelings readily, so reserved. Yeah, yeah dude, you just you made a boomer. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Oops, roll the <a> boomer. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, I find this entertaining. But, yeah, so no, I think there's definitely ways to roll. I, I think, though, the one, like, if we're, if we're good on recapping, um, we should start trying to figure out, I, I would say maybe some sort of organization or class next that gives him, like, a place and a reason to just be doing anything, right? Because yeah. I think that will kind of help us. Um, All right, so tell me, my in. friend. What were you thinking uh, for class? So before I do that, I want to pull up um, this information first to see if it still would work. I don't know if it would, but the one, okay. Anyways, I'll just say it. The one I was thinking for class is cleric. Okay. Ooh, um, death cleric. Yep. <laughs> sold. You sold me. I'm... There's people that are going to understand why I'm hesitant to say anything else moving forward, and that's fine. God damn it, is fucking Caduceus <laughs> Muhammad Ali Clay a death cleric? Maybe. It's not my fault it makes sense. It does, it does make sense. Tell Talison he's a poser if you ever meet him out there in LA. Like, you posed off my friend. You didn't know it, but you did. I, I mean, th- this character can be still be completely different. You can be the same kind of background and and character like stuff because Caduceus Clay is a very passive and and neutral, good like character that is just trying to help people grow and like 
yeah. you, know what we, you know what we could do that we've never done before because it's it might be a little taboo. I don't know if taboo is the right word. But recently, Unearthed Arcana released two subclasses that both have to deal with death. Um, uh, within what, what class? Uh, so they've released a new warlock patron for the okay. undead. And they released a bard subclass, if I remember correctly, Ooh. for spirit. It's the spirit school. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Um, um, let me see if I can find it. Is the warlock Unearthed Arcana one the Raven Queen? No, it just says the undead. This is the patron. Oh, is called undead. The undead. Undead. Okay. I was even yeah. going to say another class that we could look into is the, uh, just a wizard that is a necromancer. I mean, that's straight true. up, you could just so, you could try and do something like that. We could because that's more that's more canon. Well, and we so, say. I mean, yes, but I was also going to say I think if again you want this character to be not necessarily min max, but useful based on its stats, we want to see okay where does intelligence pay off the most, and that is with wizard whereas charisma is for bard and yeah uh, and for and for warlock yeah they can't do either of those at all yeah that would be and that's why i wanted to look at clerics i I think it's wisdom which you you have a pretty okay wisdom but i don't know how if intelligence will really get you anything there a necromancer Mm -hmm. yeah uh, a wizard a necromancer wizard of the necromancing school um would also make sense um <clears throat> so spell casting where is it spell ability your spell casting ability comes from your devotion to your deity this is for cleric by the way um you use your wisdom yep whenever cleric spell blah 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 so what was the wisdom for william johns 13 <clears throat> the second highest um the only thing is i mean i feel like is a 13 strength for a wizard you're gonna be you're gonna be strong he's yeah. strong strong wizard <laughs> um, and I think we've only made one other wizard, right? We have, and it didn't make any goddamn sense. It didn't. That one should have been a bard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What a great episode. Episode 12, was everyone. It? Check it out. Was it? Mm. It was great. Mm. I had a good time. I'm glad you had fun. Um. <laughs> anyways, let's look at what Wizard of the School of Necromancy could do for you. Okay. Alrighty then. So, wizards are supreme magic users defined and uh, united as a class by the spells they cast. Drawing on the subtle weave of magic that per- permeates yeah, permeates the cosmos, wizards cast spells of explosive fire, arching lightning, subtle deception, brute force mind control, and much, much more. What links are you on? Sorry to cut um, you off. No, you're fine. I'm on the dnd5e.wiki.com. Okay. Um, and so, super squishy. They're spellcasting. As a student of Arcane Magic, you have a spell book containing your spells. That's the other thing with this. Like, you have to copy down spells and yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think. Where's the ability? So, yeah, intelligence is your spellcasting ability for your wizard spells since you learn your spells through dedication, study, and memorization. Use your intelligence, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So, I think at least this makes the most sense for the stats. And, again, with the school of necromancy, I think it just it kind of pairs nicely. I mean, necromancy allows you... Um, school of necromancy explores the cosmic forces of life, death, and undeath. As you focus on your studies in this tradition, you learn to manipulate the energy that animates all living things. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a good time. 
<laughs> Necromancers are <laughs> Necromancy, that sounds like a good time. That sounds like fun. Um Yeah. I, I think so too. I mean so I'm just reading some of the features. You get Necromancy Savant beginning when you select the school at second level. The gold and time you spend to copy your spells is halved. Okay, so it just means you can do it more quickly. Um, You're a savant, one would say. Yes. Yeah, it's almost like it's in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, you can start animating dead. Um, you can command undead. Uh, yeah, no, I think I mean, I think this would probably be the best way to look at actually having like an undead army. <laughs> cool, <laughs> let's do be, it. Would be through that. So, cool. Fuck so, what... <laughs> so what this gives us as far as like background and story elements is it means that in order for him to be useful and like to start growing as a, a magic user, he had to study. He had to do research on this and he yeah. then learned his spells and learned how to bring things back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like not through cleric where it comes from a God or from bard where it comes from you inspiring and music and making people dance. It came through book learning. Oh, that's got inspiration. Oh? My brain thought just took another brain thought. (laughs) I was going to say, what's your brain thought? (laughs) (laughs) What if the grave that he has to protect at all costs is the grave from Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, and he doesn't want people using it all willy-nilly to bring back their loved ones when they bury them there? So, what you're saying is that the graveyard he watches over is in some way, shape, or form magical, and mm-hmm. that anything that is buried there is brought back. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. I like I like that element. Um, the one thing I would say about that, as far as a question and response, then is who? There's no one actually there then in the ground, right? Because they all come back. So like it's just this plot of land that he knows if someone else buries something there, he's not actually tending graves. He's protecting the land from people burying things there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But there's still graves there. Like, like, like. So this is going to be some super ancient magic, sure, and maybe sure. people didn't know what it did. So there are going to be like some headstones there. No one's underneath them because those people rose up. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's going to be like it's going to from the outside yeah. looking in, it's going to look like a graveyard. But he knows mm-hmm. what it's capable of, and he knows that no one else, maybe besides him, at least he'll feel that way, knows how to control what it's capable of. Sure. So he's. So like. Maybe that's too good of an ideal if he's protecting people from burying. So well, there. so I like this idea. I like where you're going, and, and I was trying to lead to a line of questioning that kind of just said, if he knows this grave plot has this power, why is he then trying to go out and improve his own strength? Why would he not just kill people, bury them there, and then make them undead himself? Then maybe he doesn't know how to control it yet either. That so yes, you're starting to go on the path that I was laying breadcrumbs for. Of what if he learns about this type of place and wants to find it? Ooh, okay, okay. And that's why he's out being an adventurer? Like he, Maybe he, tends... he doesn't want to die. Maybe the darkness he's afraid of is death, and he wants to make it to this graveyard and be buried there. Dude, big brain. Which, which... <laughs> My brain thoughts. My brain thoughts. <laughs> which, which is a thing, like, it's literally becoming a lich, right? Like, in that, which is a, a oh, very, a very common... Now. A very I common goal. I my this character sucks statement. <laughs> <laughs> which is a very common goal of most wizards, especially at the school of necromancy is to become a lich. And oh so God. 
what what could be cool is taking that pet cemetery idea and knowing that like there is some graveyard that somebody tends that a lich tends to that <sighs> literally he can just Arthas. bury people. I don't what. God, I hate, you're the worst. RNGPC is looking for a new co-host. Please submit, <laughs> uh, what? Please email your submissions to uh, rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. What's my severance? <laughs> Nothing. Ha! Huh. Horrible. I'm going to write a bad glass door review. Is that what it is? Is that the how you yeah. rate? Okay. CEO sucks. He's pompous. Didn't even give me a notice. Yeah, he fired his me. His brain literally, thoughts. Him and his brain thoughts. They're too big. <laughs> Um, Arthas is the Lich King in World of Warcraft. Oh, the Ice Crown dude. Yeah. For the yeah. company you fucking work for or have worked for. I'm shrugging. Sorry, everyone at home. This is audio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got a business card with your own name on it that has Arthas's Arthas's face on the back. Yeah, he's cool. I know him yeah. I know him as the as the Ice Lich or the Ice Undead King guy from Hearthstone. <laughs> Hearthstone, his dumbest form. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, it wouldn't have to necessarily be exactly like that, but it could just because I mean, what could be fun? And again, I think this is where you leave it up to the DM. And the other thing, the other reason I was kind of hesitant to say that's where he currently works is again that it's kind of like giving a, a very powerful magical weapon to someone right at the beginning of their backstory, right? It's like that's true. You're right. It's but but it is a fun goal. It is a fun thing that maybe he's out there like through his learning and through studying of necromancy in the school. Like maybe he found some old books at this graveyard that he works at, and he started reading through them and realized, oh wow, I can actually wait. I can cast spells. I could do this. I could totally be a wizard. Maybe he came to it in his older age when someone passed away, and so then he was spending a lot of time by himself. And to your point, started realizing how relevant it is that death is around the corner for him and so then he started to trying to study through this and th heard through one of these books or read of this undying cemetery where things anything that's buried there comes back and blah blah, blah. and like maybe he doesn't know there's a lich there maybe he starts to like hear stories about that and that's where it's like the dm could set that up the dm can play yeah. with what the cemetery actually is is it a lich there what's going on blah 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 but yeah, I think I think that's a cool idea um, to have him searching, essentially for the Stephen King Pet Cemetery uh, cemetery. Because I need to rewatch that movie. Which one? The newest Pet Cemetery. I've I've never watched and or read it. I was a uh, a little under the influence when I watched <laughs> when I watched it for the first time, and I uh, don't remember anything. I have no spoil comments. It? Do you want to know how it ends? Um, is it where somebody ends up getting buried and they don't come back? No, I remember. Uh, so I remember okay. opening my eyes and seeing the. <laughs> so Pet Cemetery spoilers coming up if you haven't seen the newest one. I'm pretty sure it's different from the old one. But anyway, that's our spoiler alert plug. I remember opening my eyes and looking over at my wife and knowing that the father's daughter died and he buried his daughter at the grave and she came back. And I open my eyes and I see the movie's over and I look over at Chelsea and I go, did she come back and kill the whole family? She's like, yep. And I went, dope. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember actually watching it. I just knew if she is killed. It, is is she that killed not what happens family. in the book? I don't know. I've never read the book either. But I know that. So I know that in both, in all um, canons, I don't know, in all. Iterations whatever, of the story. Iterations. Yes. Thank you. The daughter dies and the daughter gets buried. Yeah. How she comes back and what she comes back as, I think, is different 
in the book and in the two movies. I don't think she kills the entire family in all of the iterations. Okay. I'm curious what it would be in the original story because usually the original story, most Stephen King adaptations are somewhat watered down. Yeah. <laughs> Except for maybe The Mist. I feel like maybe The Mist. You know, I haven't read The Mist book, but The Mist movie. Oh, oh it's such a good Stephen King ending. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. It's so good. I hate to love that movie. It is so good, but so it's so mad. It's you know so mad. You know there's a TV show? Yeah. I was not aware of that. I, I saw that it was on one of the streaming things. I was like, oh, I need to rewatch this movie. I clicked on it. I was like, there's seasons. What? I was like, yeah. anyways, but yeah. Anyways, okay, back, back, to, back to William Johns. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So we know what he's searching for. We know what he's going out to try and find. Do you, what, what do you think then? How long do you think he was a grave tender? Forever. Forever. Okay, we could just do it essentially it's like passed down to his family. Maybe. No, I don't like that. Let's just say it was a retirement gig. It doesn't. It was okay. uh, no. I don't know. So I think that's how it started. I think he got this job as a way to pass the time. He'd retired from whatever he was doing prior. Was he a mailman? Is this Nicholas Biggins? <laughs> um, um, no. But anyway, yeah, so he thought it wouldn't be too difficult of work. It would keep him busy. It would keep him active because he's because I'm in my brain. My brain thoughts. He's he, he's got to dig the graves. That's part of his job. Sure. Um, so even though he was older, he's like it'll keep me active. It'll keep me going. That's how I'll like you know live longer if I have a purpose and a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whatever. So if he did that around maybe fifty, and he's been doing it for twenty three years at this point. Sure, that's a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like so. This the, I, I like that, and then it begs the question of, so we don't have to go into detail, but what do you think he was doing before this? Does he have a family? Does he have, like, he cannot, he could be a loner, but I would just be then curious, you know, why is he a loner? What is, what happened with his family? Is, is he just the, like, guy at the lighthouse? It's just him by himself, just doing all of this, and everyone in town's like, oh yeah, he's a little weird, but, you know, he's alright. Like, what do you think? Maybe his whole family is dead. And they're buried classic. at this gra- classic, and they're classic. buried at this graveyard, and he visits he visits it regularly, and upon his regular visits, he realized that there's no one keeping up with it. So what if it's not even a job? He doesn't get paid to do it. He just started doing it. Ooh. He started tending to the graves to keep the graveyard looking nice. So he is the classic creepy old guy in town <laughs> <laughs> that just hangs out at the graveyard. And I'm assuming maybe he built, or, and see, this is where I'm trying to get to, like, do you like the idea that he stumbled across old books of some sort that had, like, spells of necromancy in them at this grave site or or something like that? I mean, so then, like, maybe he moves into whatever the the old house here was, and there's, like, some lineage to this graveyard that, again, we don't have to fully go into. Could be up to the DM for, like, the world or wherever the town is. But, so then he moves in there. Um do you think, like, when you say his family's dead, do you mean, like, his parents? And, like, he never really started his own kind of, like, family? Or, like, something happened with his wife and she passed away and, like, he just started visiting there a bunch and started upkeeping it? Yeah, I think – I don't – I think he had his own family. And maybe they okay. got, like, dysentery or some shit. The Black Plus. Plague. Yeah. Ebola. So the, the other reason I ask this is because I think this could be a fun element of – is it – is his search for this undying grave then only for himself? Yeah, well, I mean, he's not going to be. What's he got? A, what's he got? A bag of holding and his dead families in there, and he's lugging it around. Yeah. No, he doesn't. 
How metal gross. would that be? <laughs> There's no... Okay, so, to get into the physics of D&D, because that's always fun to do, <laughs> bags of holding only have 10 minutes of air in them. So if you wanted to argue, you could put bodies in there, and they essentially wouldn't decompose in the same way because they're not being exposed to air. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Plus, it's magic. So, like, and, and I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to be, you know, his immediate thing. I'm just saying, like, we can go full pet cemetery at this, right? <laughs> Where he just, he has family members that he wants to bury in that graveyard to see them again. Maybe there's something he didn't get to say or, or, or he feels bad for. Maybe he's the reason they died or something like that we could just pull on as well to kind of go in. I mean, what, what are the what, traits and what do we have? Wants to destroy mankind. That doesn't fit with any of so far. No. Um, balance of life and death above all. That wouldn't want to bring anybody back to life. <laughs> um, uh, I must protect my graves at all costs. Wouldn't make sense if his family was in there. So that yeah. check. I like that. Um, I've seen too many corpses to march bravely into the dark. Doesn't really. Yeah. I think we got to throw I, away I, some of our initial thoughts. I like the idea though of to march bravely in the dark is the death is death. He is not like use that as like, that's why he wants to live forever. Um, so my one thing then is how, how are we bringing in that personality trade up? I want to destroy mankind with an undead army. Maybe. I mean, all it takes is one person doing one bad thing and you become, you know, saw (laughs) and you start killing people who you think are bad people. You know, all it took was one moment. And that man went down that path. I mean, so. I would argue that there's a little bit more than what it's 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 the, that one thing happening at the right moment to the right person in his life. If 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 some random pregnant lady get, loses a child for running out of that building that isn't his wife and everything that he's been trying to build towards, he doesn't yeah. give a shit. It's 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 the traumaticness of that moment right then that yeah. also then is spurred by his cancer and all of that. So it's like. What what do we think that event then is for William Johns? Maybe um, maybe his wife went to go see a play and got mugged in the alley and got shot. And now we have Batman. <laughs> okay, try again. <laughs> <laughs> but like... I, 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 I mean, do we, okay. Let's start. Let's start with kind of the g- generic. Do we want it to be something related to his family that and why they're gone? Yes. Okay. Cool. Do we want it to be something where he is then? Because because again, the, the kind of contradicting now is wanting to destroy mankind with an undead army and balance of life and death above all else means he. Oh, I'm just trying to to weigh that because it's like he doesn't want to bring his family back, but he doesn't want to die, but also then wants to kill mankind with an army. <laughs> Fuck. So so it's just. I'm trying to think what is it maybe that maybe okay so here's my pitch bad pitch just quick off the top maybe there was a war or some kind of giant thing that happened where men amongst other men just fighting over stupid shit and she they were in the town nearby and half the town gets wiped out as this army is rolling through and he's just like this is this is awful this is dumb they're fighting over things Mm -hmm. that don't matter and people are getting killed in the crossfire and i'm just left to tend to the dead here afterwards and he's just like and so the the idea of destroying mankind comes from they can't be trusted with this power they can't be trusted to grow to this level of of strength they need to be essentially brought down so that innocent people 
can live normal lives. Like, again, it's the idea of overpopulation to an extent of when people get too big and start bumping up against each other, they just explode and it goes to war. It's always happened. It's how it's always happened. So instead of having them fight and innocent people die, I need to rise up and I need to cut them both down so that the common people can live well or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could, then we could just flavor text this, this ideal and say like the balance of life and death above all else and it could, life and death could just mean like the life are the rich people who make terrible decisions that affect the poor and the death is the poor people and the, the, the balance oh. needs to be brought there. Yeah. I mean, it, it could, it could be a rather socialist idea and <laughs> yeah. just that like these, these people are walking all over them and, and, and these, and the common person isn't able to live. And, and see, the reason I like this, too, is because it gives us now another almost personality trait of a sort that says he is going to be very um, compassionate towards the local townspeople and hate mm-hmm. nobles and just absolutely hate anyone of power or anyone that is in a seat above him. Because maybe he was, you know, this just local person in himself and never really aspired to much, was happy with just his family and the common life. Dude. And then it all got taken away. This is such a boomer. Yeah. He's going to be like, you've never worked hard. It's like, dude, houses cost 20K when you were a kid. Shut the fuck up. He's going to say to all the nobles, it's like, you've never gotten but, dirt under your fingers. But there is a little bit of a non-stereotypical boomer view here in the idea of those people that are above us need to be brought down. Because yeah, boomers just like... Right. <laughs> like but but I, I think... I mean, I think that's kind of the... Like, that's... At least in the mcu version of thanos what thanos is trying to do is make it so that everybody can live better by there not being too many people trying to fight over the limited amount of resources right exactly so, yeah so that's kind of what this is here is he just feels like the upper echelon of these rulers have been holding all of this and through his whole life maybe he's seen just the expansion of it and like the the <laughs> The gap between the wealthy and the poor just continuing to grow. The one percent of the one percent. Yeah, and so like yeah. Oh, did we make Bernie Sanders? (laughs) 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 Bernie Sanders is going full wizard necromancer. (laughs) He's gonna rise up out of his grave as his lich in his lich form and go feel the burn. (laughs) Oh my god! It's time for you all to feel the burn. Okay, okay. So is that the not art a political then? podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> is the art a mix of Bernie Sanders and Clint Eastwood from Grand Tarantino? Oh my God! <laughs> or Grand Torino? Grand yeah, and I'm, I'm imagining a little bit of a Stephen King hunch too. Oh yeah, uh, Bernie's kind of hunched over, isn't he? Though hunch. he's got a yeah. hunch to him. Um, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So very close to the local common person because that's what he was, kind of despondent to the rich and so like again so now this is where it's like now when we're thinking alignment here the balance thing is neutral right but i think it's definitely neutral evil right because there's an alignment what did you think i said i thought you said now that we're talking about the alignment here yes i heard yeah yeah no but like (laughs) do you i think neutral evil in that he is trying to kill a lot of people yeah dude (laughs) um granted in his eyes, it's for a good cause, but like it's going to cause mass destruction. Yeah, and so yeah, I like that. Um, Do you feel lucky, punk? 
Firebolt. That's my, Firebolt. Be- that's my best Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I, don't um, enough gra- I don't have enough rocks in my throat to do a really good Clint Eastwood. <laughs> tell me, do you feel lucky, punk? That's Andrin. You're Andrin! <laughs> <laughs> I know, alright? Um, okay. So... Do we want to? Tr- I don't know if there's really any allies or organizations. Maybe just his small hometown that was run over by some kind of. And this is again for the DM. Maybe it's a war that happened. Maybe it's just a local city that moved in, or like they came through and taxed. Like I think it's just it's a small town that in itself became um, severely damaged by a larger city and ruling class nearby that harmed it in some way. So however you want that to align with whatever. I think makes the most sense. What are your thoughts? Um, so I like the idea of a war or maybe uh, I like the idea of them being caught in a crossfire, yeah. whether, or, whether or not the town was caught in the crossfire of the nearby large city or someone came to attack the nearby large city because they're assholes. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, but I like the idea of whatever city, small town he's from. Um, they, are a casualty of war, essentially. Okay, um, cool. So I yeah. like that. And and the thing, too, again, with him being 73, it doesn't have to be a recent war. It could no. have been forever ago or at some point. There's the, as long as he was alive during it and saw the wreckage that came from it, that's that's the main thing. Yes, I think he was um, alive for sure. And and what I then find interesting is his if, if you want to play this as he does want to become a lich <laughs> and have an I undead do. army, then I think it's great because the character – like dichotomy is he essentially wants to become the thing he hates right and his way of trying to do that is not through ruling in the normal way of like money and people and all of this shit but through the undead he's going yes. to gain that same power from the undead and then he will be able to say who dies and who doesn't and like because even with thanos right like the whole thing of balance it's like he's skewed in that like dude you're you're just trying to do like that what you're trying to do is just already unnatural in itself you're yeah. trying to say it's natural but like no, no. <laughs> like yeah and so i think that's i think that's a fun kind of line to to walk and i think this is another evil character we have here that totally makes sense of why they would still be traveling within a group why they would still be okay to be working with potentially a cleric or a paladin of some powerful good alignment and just being like sure you're, you're a means to an end for me it's it's fine yeah. I so. think out of all of the evil characters that we've created, which have only been like what one, two. Um, we, no, we had Donavir was uh, lawful evil. Ah, um, uh, yes. And then we had Sir was chaotic evil. Uh huh. Um, I feel like there was another evil one as well. Sir though was tough to play within a party. I don't think he, for he, sure he would have been tough to play within a party. I think um, Sir is our best NPC that we've made. Yes, I would think it would be that. an NPC, a big bad. Mm-hmm. But the thing I like about this character so much is because it is an evil, but it's gonna it's gonna be so easy to play a subtle evil, and then oh, yeah. you can be the BBEG at the <laughs> end of the campaign. You get to the place and you beat the lynch, and then you take the hand of Vecna, cut off your own, and put it on. And be like, yes, yeah. We've- done it <laughs> and then everyone's like wait what the fuck are you doing johns yeah. <laughs> you bernie sanders no <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to represent all of us <laughs> he's like i will when you're dead <laughs> <laughs> like oh that'd be yeah and that, that would be great like and and again maybe maybe your influence within the group the whole time is to try and get them to see your 
view of it, right? To talk yeah. down about the ruling class, talk down about how it's like the only thing that really makes a level even playing field for everyone is death. Yeah. <laughs> like it and doesn't it's be so easy. And 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 because how good of a twist on it is at the very end when or whatever whenever you like I don't know you have that big bad fight you like because again you could find this whole graveyard at some point before the like middle of your campaign or wherever the fuck it happens you could still make your move right and then it's like yep. this is me this is who I am and now at this point I'm going to be using this power and it's like it would be cool to see who in your group is like okay I get it and who's like nah yeah. <laughs> like nah the thing. <laughs> saying cool and yeah and that's where i think your subtlety of that evil influence the whole time if you play it well characters may be mad that you do something that they don't think is good or aligns with what their mission is but if you set the breadcrumbs up early enough for it, you'd be like look this is what I, my goal has been the whole time yeah <laughs> and <laughs> that could be really done well um yeah and i, I think all you have to do is just like like you said jake all you have to do is um Hate nobles, convince other people that nobles and people above suck, which should be relatively easy to do to at sure. least two people in your party. Oh, yeah. And then just get your party to respect the dead. And that, yep. Those are the two things that you kind of do that give mm-hmm. hints into who you are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and then you just roll and, with everything else. And and I think with the charisma being so low, it would be easy to also to have like a slight arrogance about yourself of being like, I... I I'm the only one that can continue to try and keep it like a level. Like I like being this like judge. I am the judge of this. I am the one that needs to be able to like, I just kill everyone and then they get, you know, then they're even, that's what it mm-hmm. is. Like that's yeah. If someone like, and, and cause yeah, cause I think you're going to be trying to raise people up and you're going to try and be talking about this lich and the idea that you don't want to die because you're too important to die. So, I yeah. agree. Um, I hate to backtrack super hard. But I forgot we forgot to talk about this when we were rolling our stats. Because each each ability score goes up by one. Right? Okay, so for human, yes, there are ways to um because that that is the basic feature of it. Um but well, I'm sorry, let me look at this. There's also a variant though, where instead of increasing each one by one, you can choose two different ability scores to increase by one and then you can also gain a proficiency of skill of your choice and you can gain a feature which i think is usually a little bit better because that feature can bring a fun other like role-playing aspect to it um instead of it just being like everything gets bumped up by one and like what we could do here is i think (laughs) fuck it bump his intelligence even more (laughs) yeah and and then like give him like wisdom i mean i don't know like because i don't want to bump his charisma leave it it's great it's great that his charisma is shit um but that's up to you what do you think? Would you want to increase each one by one? Do you want to have two different ability scores you increase by one and then just say we would pick a skill and feature? Because, again, sure, it doesn't give us a bunch right now, but just know when actually playing this character, I think that is actually more useful. So I – okay, yeah, I agree. So what we're going to do is I want to choose two different ability scores to increase – I want to do the variant. Okay. So let's bump up intelligence like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so give that a plus one. He's almost going to have max fucking intelligence at yeah. first level, which is... And then what's the next thing that'll be useful? Uh, wisdom going up by one would be useful. Um, and strength going up by... W- or dex going up by one would be useful. Um, so so anything that's odd. Anything that's odd, you bump up yeah. by one, will increase it. So yeah, Strength doesn't really matter. It doesn't for a wizard. Uh, wisdom... Mm, dex increases your AC. 
So that could be useful to make that a 12. Um, because okay. that would mean his AC goes up by one. Okay, let's do that. And then Which, wizards are usually glass cannons in that, you know, they can do a shit ton of damage but can break very easily. Yeah. Um, and then so the other two things that we get to... <laughs> the other two things that... Jake is sneezing right now and I had to laugh. Um, I muted yeah, it. You weren't supposed you to did. acknowledge it. I muted sorry. it and everything. Oh, Out of the corner geez. of my eye, I saw you whip your head like... I am a violent sneezer, all right? People know <laughs> this about me. I try and clear out like I'm opening a mosh pit, and then I sneeze. <laughs> but anyway, like I was saying, just so we increase those two ability scores, the skill that we're going to choose to have proficiency in and the feat we're going to do offline. We're going to do behind the scenes. Sure, that'll be in the character sheet. That'll be in our character sheets that we'll yeah. have more info about because... at some point in life. <laughs> Those will be on our Patreon. That's what we've decided. The full ones will be there, and then the basic ones you can download at our website. Okay, cool. That's happening. It is. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I and, and I, I, the reason I don't think we need to go into them right here is I don't think any one of those per se will overtly give us anything else with the backstory, right? Which is what yeah. we're really focusing on here for this character of what makes him interesting, what makes him tick what does he want and and how is he going to get it um but all right cool so i think yeah as far as allies and organizations go i don't i don't know i think it's I mean, just that small town yeah well i'm just gonna say it's that small town i don't think the whole small town is dead right i think there's some like well, what could be fun and or interesting again if like someone wants to take this and have him be potentially a big bad guy or if someone's trying to do research into the your background as a character maybe in that small town people are just like yeah he was always weird he was always like messing around with dead bodies and sure he would bury them and stuff but like he seemed to be doing weird spells <laughs> and things and so it's like maybe they just that's the general vibe they get off and if people wanted to do some background research into you if they could find the city you're from they would know that's about true. stuff like that because i think the town's still there and i think again your relationship to the town was just like Yep, he was the creepy old guy that would yell at people that went into the graveyard. So, so yeah, but he's then... Kinda, he's the old man who puts his hand in his jacket and pulls out his fingers. Then puts his hand back in his jacket and pulls out a fucking magnum. <laughs> God, that's such a good movie. I'll have to watch it sometime. You've never... God. So, second plug for a new co-host <laughs> for RNGPC. What does Gran Torino have anything to do with RNGPC? It's just pop. You're not well rounded enough in pop pop culture. Wow, says you, says <laughs> you. <laughs> because I don't watch Critical Role. No, that's not. Pop I'm not culture. a critter. You're not a critter, but that's I not po- that's that's subculture. That I don't think that's <laughs> big enough yet to be in pop culture. So <laughs> it's the biggest of the subculture. It's knocking on Pop's door. Hello, <laughs> hello. I mean, they did break Kickstarter, so I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Anyways. What do we think? Where's my Emmy? Where's my Twitch award? What are you talking about? Once they get award, once they get awards, then they'll be validated because those are real and they matter. And they're not bought. I don't think they are bought. All awards shows and things are fucking. Anyways, (laughs) what do we think William Johns looks like? Uh, Bernie Sanders mixed with uh, uh, Clint Eastwood mixed with Stephen King. Bunch of old white dudes. He's just yeah. an old white dude. <laughs> He's an old white dude that's average height, kind of hunched over. Does he dress well? Does he dress like in in battered wizard robes? Is he naked? He is butt naked. <laughs> butt 
naked. Just got yep. his books. Just got his wizard books. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So for real, he abs- he absolutely does hunch over a little bit. He's mm-hmm. got back mm-hmm. issues from digging graves. Mm-hmm. Um, digging so them def- holes, dig it. Digging up them holes, dig it. Definitely has a hunch. <gasps> is this just? Is this uh, um, Stanley Yelnats grown up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or it's, a the hunchback, or it's the hunchback of Notre Dame. Ooh. Oh. No. I like Stanley Yelnats better. I hope people get that reference. <laughs> oh, they will. I hope. Or else, mm. I don't know. Anyways, so he's got a hunchback, old white dude, white hair, I'm assuming, if any. Is he balding? Um, How much white hair does Clint Eastwood have? I don't know. The guy looks like a walking skeleton now. I like the idea of him having... So he's not completely bald, but he has a comb over, but it's not like the worst comb over you've seen, if that makes sense. Okay, it does. So it's it's balding, but he's trying to like, that's kind of exactly how I would describe Clint Eastwood hair. Like, Perfect. It looks, it looks like he tries to comb it constantly, but then one gust of One breeze, gust of wind's going to throw it all off. Yeah, it just looks like, no, like you tried. God, Clint Eastwood was sexy back in the day. Holy hair, man. I don't like looking at other men's hair. It makes me sad. If anything, to be fair, like his, it's gone now, right? It's it's. Uh, he yeah, now but looks... he got good life out of it. I don't. He I'm did. not getting good life out of my hair. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um. But yeah. Okay. Cool. So, hunched. Well, again, now like wardrobe wise, though, like wizards usually have like, they'll have like maybe a staff or a thing they'll cast through. I mean, we, like Gandalf, His right? staff is a shovel. His staff is a Ooh. shovel. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Interesting. So it's just a big... Oh. And see, what's fun is now, again, to flavor text this, anytime he goes to attack with a staff, he's just yep. hitting someone with a shovel. Which, kind of yes. wizards don't don't attack much, like, melee shit. But, like, that's... <laughs> Dude, I'm I imagining love it. now the shoveler from Mystery Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm also imagining that he casts the spells with his shovel. Yeah. Oh. So like, so like he'll just like summon like a small ball of red light, toss it up in the air, maybe like ping pong it a couple times, and then baseball swing at it, and it's a fireball. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, now I'm just imagining an interaction of being like, "Why do you have the shovel?" It's like so I can bury him after I kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh God. Okay. I must That's, respect the dead at all times. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I may not. Oh, oh, yeah. Because his respect for people then changes once he kills them, right? Yep. It goes from being like, oh yeah, no, you're an asshole in life, but in death, we're all equal. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh man, Dude, it's so good. It's beautiful. It's poetic. It's something. That's for sure. So his staff is a shovel um, that he also is going to lean on and use to hold it, take relief off his back. Yeah, yeah. I would say other people would dig it. Get the fuck out of here. This is my <laughs> third ask for a new co-host of Orange. <laughs> that is the most co-hostiest host thing I've done. Make a bad pun? Yes, that's what I'm here for. When I responded to the initial Craigslist ad for this, that was in the ask. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> um, okay, so I d- okay, so you've asked about clothes, and I haven't answered you twice. No, I know. I've thought of better ideas. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think he's going to – I imagine he's wearing Depends. old man blue jeans and a white T-shirt that's too big for it. It's baggy. Maybe it's got a bass on it. 
that says, uh, um, oh, what's the song? Um, Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just generic old old people clothes that are like, yep, that's an old person. He definitely yep. is part of the AARP. Like, Where's New Balance? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Very Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. This is oh, more like geez. Dungeons and Daddies. It is. It is character. more like Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what if this is their big bad guy? We just sent it over to them and be like, hey guys, we made you a Lich King. We did. <laughs> We he's should co- send it to them. What's the worst that could co- happen? They don't read oh, it. Oh, what's what's the? Could it be Lich the uh, uh, Lich King Boomer or Boomer Lich King? <laughs> Lich King dialysis. <laughs> the Lich senior King diabetes. <laughs> the Lich King senior citizen or se- yeah. senior senior Lich citizen. There's something there. That's, there's something that's there. That's a good one. Send us your ideas for old old people lich king names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um all right, cool. So then uh I think that's that's good. We've made a character out of your old man voice. Huh? I said we made a character out of your old man voice. <laughs> oh. No, I don't uh I really don't have a choice right now. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Grandpa! <laughs> Put your pants on! <laughs> oh, I thought it was drafty. <laughs> okay, okay, we're not role-playing yet. <laughs> no, we're not. We haven't even... Okay, um... Anything else before we do get t- to that, which I'm sure I will enjoy thoroughly? Um... No, I think that's it, dude. I'm okay. very excited. I've I've gone through a... Quite the roller coaster with William Johns. We rolled his we rolled his uh characteristics and I was upset. We rolled his stats and I felt better. Um and then we picked the school and I felt even better, and then we decided his goal is to be a lich and I feel great. <laughs> 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 All right. Um cool. Well then uh, I think the only thing left to do it's to end the podcast. Thanks for everyone for coming huh? and no, 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 yeah, we got a role play, um, so we won't get to the role playing uh, right now. All right, let's do it. All right, so we find ourselves back at the CD Tavern in Podcastria. Um, it is getting to be about closing time in the middle of the week it's not too rowdy in here there's a few people um the bar is starting to close down and people are clearing out some are going back upstairs um for the evening there's a few people that are cleaning up uh, around the bar uh you see the larger half elf barry that is kind of going off to the back to take care of some things back in the office while you have a, a new and, and younger looking uh, character that is a, a human. And he's kind of bussing a, a few tables and he's got kind of dirty clothes on as he goes up to a last couple that is sitting down uh, at a table and clearing away some of their empty glasses. And then there's someone else up at the at the bar that is just a large orcish fellow that just finished his last drink, slams it down, and then heads upstairs. And then into the bar... We see walk somebody with jeans pulled up way too high to their stomach and uh, a large white baggy shirt and 
probably the most interesting aspect is that as he walks, you hear a a shovel like metal thud onto the wood planks every time as he's just moving forward using this staff that is as large as a normal staff, but then at the, the end that goes into the ground kind of has the a metal shovel tip to it. Um, and he kind of just comes in and uh, I'm going to say he has glasses, adjusts his glasses and kind of surveys the bar. And the younger human sees him enter as he's carrying a few dishes back up to the bar and he goes, Oh, hello there. Uh, We're actually uh, just closing up uh, around here. Uh, Sorry about that. So that means I can't get a drink? Ah, well, Barry's in the back now, and so, uh, I I mean, I'm technically not supposed to uh, give everyone a drink, but, I mean, I don't think he'd be mad if uh, we got some more gold coming in. Well, I mean, I guess it'd only be a silver for the drink, but I think that's how much it costs. Uh... Uh, sure sure he kind of looks around nervously and sees that the back door to the office is closed and there's really no one else around the bar i've always wanted to kind of try out the how the how the taps work so i mean as long as you don't mind it maybe having a little bit of foam in it do you have anything uh that uh comes out of a bottle instead of a tap well there are bottles back here hang on let me look and he looks down under the counter, and he's kind of bent down under there, and you hear some bottles clanking, and he's like, all right, well. Listen, this- you know, oh. anything anything brown, youngster? Brown. Uh, yeah, yeah, this one. Okay, so here. <clears throat> and he sets down, like, two bottles and puts up another one next to him and goes, all right, so these ones are open. One of these might be bad? I'm not sure. I, like I said, I'm, I'm really just kind of the guy that busses and helps clean up here at the end of the night, so, I mean... This I've seen him pour out of this one. All right, I just don't. I, don't I grab really... the one that's open. Oh, I bring oh, it. Hey. I bring it into me. Yeah. Uncork it. Sniff it. Give it back to him, and I go. It'll be fine. Oh, all right. Uh, here. Let me. Uh, let me just grab one of these glasses real quick. <clears throat> and he wanders over to uh, a little sink nearby and grabs one of the glasses and just sets it down. And goes, um. I guess tell me, uh, I'll pour, I'll pour you a good amount. Okay, you seem, you seem like you could use a drink. <clears throat> hey, uh, welcome to my place. <laughs> I've always wanted to. Anyways, here you go. <clears throat> and he starts pouring the the drink, noticing that you're not laughing at his sad attempt at a joke, and he just kind of keeps pouring and watching your eyes, trying to see if you'll know when he's supposed to stop because he doesn't, <laughs> and he just kind of keeps. Uh, all right. And so he pours Jeez. in what looks like three shots <laughs> worth <laughs> of a lot of this hard liquor. Ha <laughs> that there, 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 there you are. That'll be uh, two silver. <clears throat> all right. I'll give you a gold. Oh, well, hang on. I, uh, I don't have any change for that. I'd have to. I don't need the change. You've uh, oh. you poured me a. Heavy pour, and I respect that you're learning. Oh, is that too much? Should I? It is too I, I much. Could, I could put it back in the bottle. Hang on. No, nope, I'm going to sip on it. Oh, I'm going right. to drink it. Okay. Well, that's okay. Good. Good. But here's a gold. Uh, thank you. I will. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> and 
And he just kind of then grabs the bottles and goes, ah, well, if uh, if you want anything else, and uh, the, uh, let me know. Don't. Um, if someone else comes from the back, just tell them you didn't get a drink. Hmm. All right? Listen, I'm hmm. assuming that uh, you live around here. Oh, You're oh. from for this, this area. Where, where do you call from, home? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I live in the city here. This is part. Do you, are you not from here? I mean, I haven't seen you here, but I, I, this is. I, I've just started busting here, so I don't. I'm not quite from here. I've uh, come quite a ways. I'm on a journey of sorts, you could say. Oh, well, that's exciting. Are you one of them adventurer types? <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Oh, well, I, was, I mean, I just kind of heard when when I talked to Barry about uh, starting here, he had said, you know, there's all sorts of colorful people that come through that are on adventures and quests and they're trying to kill dragons or find gold and do all this. It's just honestly, you just even being close to hear some of those stories. Would Listen, be cool. sh- 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 huh. you're a lot. Oh, thank I'm you. Gonna, uh, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to drink this and I'm not going to leave. Oh. So I want you to finish your job, and when everyone else is gone, I want you to come back and speak to me if you wouldn't mind. Uh, well, why? I just have a question I want to ask you, and, uh, just rather not distract you, just leave me alone, Uh. do your job, and come back when you're done. Oh. Oh, Okay. Are you, now. Are you... Is it... Is it... Oh. Is it about the drink? No. God, go away. Let me enjoy this drink and come back when you are ready to leave. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. I don't say thank you. <laughs> he kind of just slowly shuffles away and you notice over the next, like, ten or so minutes he's nervously cleaning up the rest of the tables and always looking back kind of over his shoulder uh, at you and he start, starts putting out the candles uh, from table to table as the last couple gets up and, and leaves. He starts flipping over some of the chairs uh, to the tops of the tables. He goes to the back room at one point and even before he goes in there he kind of looks back over at you still sitting at the bar. You hear some distant muffled conversation uh, in, in, in the back room and then he kind of walks back over to behind the bar and kind of then unties his like apron and rings out the rag and kind of just leaves it there. And you notice him constantly just from the slide of his eye, just still seeing if you're there and he's visibly uncomfortable until he kind of then just stands in front of you and just, huh? All right. I'm, I, I'm going to leave, but you, you can, you can stay. I told, I told Barry that there was, <clears throat> that you were, you were here and he's he's finishing up some stuff in the back and so uh what you said though you had a question a question i do i do have a uh a question for you young man is there a local uh graveyard well well yeah i mean that's, that's up by the the temple of like well, well i mean oh there's there. well there's a there's a few. I mean, it depends on which. Do you want the, like there's the one of Bahamut, and then there's also one of like 
Court, but then there's also the one that's in the lower part of the city that's kind of the closest one to here. Um, it's kind of on the outskirts. I want to go to the one on the outskirts. Well, why? You see, like I told you, I'm on sort of a journey. And that journey is to just pay my respects to all that have came before us and see the beauty of the different kind of graveyards throughout this the land oh well i mean i i i can kind of point you in that direction it's kind of it's kind of late and it's well it's he looks outside it's like it's really it's really dark out and it's not really i mean it's, it's past where i live i'll give you another gold if you would please take me there i'm uh i'm uh, old if you can't tell and yeah you might need your help no i yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, if tomorrow, well, tomorrow's my, 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 my day off. If, if you want to go in the, in, in the morning, I would prefer I could, to go at night. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, uh, for a goal, like, uh, well, uh, I, 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 I could take, I, I guess for a gold, I could, I could, yeah, 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 no, uh, It'll just be quick, though, right? You just want to kind of look at it and then... Yeah. Okay. I just want to see it. And then I'll follow you back into town and I'll find a place to stay and our business will be done. Okay? Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, it'll be fine. It'll be, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Okay. Go, go, uh, let me... Uh, let's... Uh, are you good? Did you finish? Oh, your drink's gone. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Uh, he grabs the glass and puts it down behind the counter. He's like, ah, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go. Mm. Follow, let's go. follow me. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't get, you, I didn't get your, your, <laughs> your name. You can call me Will, young man. All right, Will. Ah, uh, my name is Trevor. It's nice to, uh, make your, meet your acquaintance. <clears throat> and he kind of puts his hand out shakily. We'll see if the pleasure is the same soon. And I don't shake your hand. Okay. Um, well, uh, I guess uh, follow me. It's a little bit of a walk. And then he just kind of goes out the door. And you... Do you follow? I do follow. All right. So you're walking through the streets of Podcastria. And it's, a, it's again, a kind of a quiet evening. The moon is up. It's not quite full, but it's like within the next day or two, uh, it, it, it will be. So it's, it's rather bright out. Um, the lights, there's some street lights that are lit uh, as you kind of make your way down there. You've got some houses and different storefronts on either side of the street that some go to two, some even three stories high, but not, not much more than that. The, the road kind of goes in and out from being this dirt gravel to some places it's a little bit more it's like cobbled nice uh stone roads and the transition between the two is a little little rough um and you're kind of just making your way through you see a few horses that are tied up um which it looks like next to some kind of what you assume are houses or complexes that have people that live inside and then you get to after about like 10 minutes of walking you kind of get to what looks like a, a, a small like wall that is like has an arch archway open it that is like the pharaoh that leads from the street out into 
what looks like the open wilderness. And you can kind of see that it's all just green open lands out that way. And there's some water off in the distance that you can only really notice because of how bright the moon is and it's reflecting off of it. And so you can kind of make that off, but it looks like it's a couple hundred yards away, way off in, in the distance. And he kind of then just holds there for a second and goes, ha, ah, well, uh, uh, this is the edge of Podcastria. Uh, not many people really go, uh, well, out uh, late at night. You know, I mean, just because, you know, this the city is where it's safest with everyone. Um, there are some kind of, like, horror stories and stuff, too, that, like, you know, kids will, will tell or were told, you know, about, like, different sorts of uh, creatures that are come out of the lake or out of the out of the woods over there that's the, the crescent forest uh, it's kind of okay uh, uh but that's that's uh kind of where we have to, to head towards over by by the woods for i mean it's it's just where some like old old people from i, I don't know if they still bury any, anyone there it was before there was any real like large Good. temples set set up here so um do you, do you want I can like you said if you just keep going that way you'll you'll find it and you can you're coming with me okay. I'm not going alone okay no yeah that's uh, yeah that 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 okay okay uh, would uh-huh. you like me to provide us light can you can you do that I mean I could go try and find like if I can light off one of the light posts I have uh, but if you could if you could do that yeah no that cool I just tap my shovel really hard into the ground and then the top part of my staff gets a little a flame on the top of it oh okay well, that's nifty how do you what do you how do you is that is that real fire and he goes to like touch it i don't stop him if he touches it he's an idiot stop oh okay oh that's warm okay that's cool wow i didn't so you do like magic and stuff like that how do you how, how did you go about you know being able to do stuff like that press on what do you want me to press? Let's keep going. Okay, okay. Mm. Uh, sorry, you I just... First. Yep, and he just kind of starts walking out of the city now towards the, the woods that are off uh, in the distance, which look to be right a little bit further than, than the lake is that is kind of in the other direction. So the lake's off to your right, which is okay. that way, and the, the woods are off to the left. And so you're kind of just heading that way. And he's just rambling the whole way as you guys were talking. He's like, sorry, I just, I get really kind of nervous, you know, in in spooky uh, situations like this. I haven't been out here uh, since I went camping uh, with my dad. As I was a a kid, that was long, I mean, like three, four years ago. It was a long time. (laughs) But uh, anyways, uh, we kind of went more off by over by the lake. There's a good fishing spot if you want to go over that way. And there's like, you can, there's some boats. If you wanted to push out, I don't know if you could do it now, um, but uh, no. Hey. Listen, I don't. Have a, I can't uh, really keep on a conversation while we're walking. So if you would mind, sure, sure, just sure, sure, please, sure. Just being quiet. Yep, <clears throat> yep. I I can def. I'm good at being quiet too. I can do that. Uh, see, so quiet. <laughs> uh, okay, here it is. And so, like as. As he kind of points, and you get, you get to see now a what looks like an old, dilapidated wooden fence that is kind of just seemingly just kind of popped up. Like it, it was looks like it was as you were coming up to it, it was hard to tell with the moonlight. But as you get closer to it, it looks like it was part of the forest from a distance. But as you get closer to it, you see from the it was just the perspective of it, and the fence itself is actually 
built out of aged wood and it's kind of breaking in a few areas and it looks like it used to go around but now it kind of has fallen apart you can't really tell where like there used to be an entranceway or a door um and it looks like there's a few gravestones on the other side and you're now about like 50 60 feet or so from from the woods and there's a large what looks like you can't tell from this distance if it's a house or a mausoleum of some sort it's and when i say large it looks like it could be maybe like a one-story ranch or, or, or so, nothing too big. Just comparatively out here, it, 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 it was pushed against the line of the trees, sight line of the trees okay. so much that it looks like it was part of it. And as he kind of gets to the, the fence, you can see a few small little just tombstones that are kind of not really organized in any way. Some of them are kind of slanted and angled. There's ivy that have grown over a few, and there's no, like, grid system to it. They're just kind of all scattered throughout and he kind of gets there and then leans on the fence one of the posts that is like awkwardly high so he's kind of like leaned over a little bit goes haha so here here it is the old old cemetery of of podcastria it's beautiful yep are you ready to go no okay stay here i'll be right back Okay. And I walk slowly towards the first gravestone that I see. I clean it off if there's, if there's anything on it, rip off some vines, mm-hmm. cover, take the dirt off. Um, I reach into, maybe I, I've got a small sack. I reach into a small sack. Fanny pack? You got a fanny pack? I reach into my fanny pack <laughs> and I take out some water and I pour it on the gravestone so that I can read it clean it mm-hmm. off i see who's there whoever it may be mm-hmm. the name the name it. is like engraved and it's very simple and it's just like this like bluish stone and inside it says martin chase it just says that and it says that's, that's pretty much all it says on it hmm. i take my shovel and i dig it into the ground right at the uh, front of the gravestone oh uh what it uh, Will, 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 what are, you, what are you doing? And I toss the dirt and the grass to the side. Will. You, using my staff to help, or my shovel slash staff to help me, I get down on one knee. And I scoop up a handful of dirt. And I let it run through, my, I close my eyes and I let it run through my fingers and fall out of my hands. And then I wipe my hands off on my pants Take the use my shovel to take the plot of land that I had dug up, put it back as gently as I can, level it out, and then come back to uh, Trevor. And I say, hmm, "Beautiful indeed." Was that going how? Was that was that magic too? There's no magic here. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh. Well, I guess you would know better than, than me, huh? It's, I always feel like there's kind of something here, though. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, well, you're good then. Yeah, we can go. Is this uh, is this your first job? The bus in at the bar. Oh, well, I, no. I mean, I've done work for my, my mom before. She has a like a bakery in town. So, you know, I, I, I used to put the cookies out. And I did that. So, that was a big job for me. Would you say that you, uh, what's your family like? What do they, where do you come from, Trevor? 
Huh, well, I... Podcastra, that's where I come from in, in there. I don't... I mean, my mom's my mom's a baker, and, well, my my dad will kind of just, you know, just whatever labor he can kind of kind of find. But the bakery is mainly what we have. He'll work there mo- most most of the time, but sometimes he, if the, you know, if the Andersons need help with the smithy, he, he'll go down there for a few days. I don't... What, what, why? Hmm. I get in real close to you. What? And I've got the flame illuminating my face. And as I, as I get closer to you, you can just see the age on my skin. I've got from being outside and constantly I've got just older, really older looking skin. It's hard to figure out how old exactly I am. Cause I just look weathered and aged, um, bags under my eyes and just shadows cast all over the place on my face. And I just say to you, uh, just curious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, Let's let's go go then. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, uh, yeah. I think I'm ready to make the trek back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, let's let's go. And he kind of quickly just starts walking with a much faster pace back towards the the city. And he's just like, mm. okay. Uh, well, uh, I uh, I'm I'm uh, you're good then. Yeah. Uh, did you want to give me the gold now, or do you want to give me the gold when we get back, or how do you? Uh, how do you okay. I reach into my fanny pack and I give him a gold. <laughs> Thank you, um, Trevor. Al. And he just kind of keeps nervously, like asking, like, "Okay, well, uh, I don't know how long you're going to be in town for, but if you need a tour of anywhere else, uh, I could, I could maybe, uh, I guess, show you uh, some other places. There's uh, a really cool uh, area back up uh, on, on the opposite." Yeah. Trevor, I do not care. You've shown me what I've wanted to see. That was indeed uh, the oldest graveyard here, correct? You mentioned some others, but that one's definitely... Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone gets buried here uh, anymore. Like I said, I only know about it because some of the other kids. I got a friend, Jeremy, who said you know, his great-great-great-great-grandma was one of the people that was originally buried here. And we came out here one time when we were running around. And it was like kind of a night like tonight, but the moon wasn't as big. And it was really cold. And it was like kind of scary. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is our great-great-great-great-great-grandma Christy is buried. And we went and sure enough, there was the name of Christy on one of the things. And he said, yeah, Christy was this witch. And she did all this stuff kind of like with... And he points at the the flame. He's like, "So I don't, I don't, I didn't, yeah." And so it was really spooky. And then we all got scared because we heard something off in the woods that made like this really loud noise. And I swear it was just like a wolf. But Susie said, "No, no, that definitely was a soul or some kind of ghost or something." And so we all ran back to town. And it was the fastest I think I've ever actually got like back to the city. Usually it takes like fifteen or like twenty minutes to walk back, but we made it in like two. I swear it was like two minutes. There was no soul. At that graveyard. Right? Everyone there is actually dead. Well, yeah. So it was just like a wolf, right? I don't know what you and your kid ears possibly could have heard, but... It's probably a wolf. I can assure you there's no spiritual essence at that uh, that specific graveyard. And that's good, yeah? <laughs> is that yeah. bad? Okay, all that's right. That's good. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, there are other graveyards, though. Like, I mean, 
So there's the one that the Bahamut temple. Yeah, that Bahamut, is, and you said something about chore or something. I don't care. Cord. I wanted no, the cord. oldest, and that's what you showed me. And cord. I hope we never meet again. Oh. Do you still want me to keep walking you back? We still were like about halfway. We'll walk together in silence. And the last thing I'll say to you, Trevor, is... No, just appreciate what you have, because we all end up the same, you know? Wait, like, end up the same as in, like... Dead. Oh. I guess I... I guess I never really kind of thought about that. Disrespect everyone. Because. Disrespect everyone, Trevor. Okay. Huh. Well. Take me back to the CD Tavern. I saw there were some rooms, and if I can still get one, I would very much like to lie down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, we're, we're still walking. And Good. So the two of you just keep walking under the, the moonlight back towards the the wall of, of the city. And that's all I say. And you like as we as we zoom out you kinda of just hear But yeah, no, Susie in that one time and he just starts talking again. <laughs> and, and that is it. And scene. And over. You're lucky you made Trevor a humble little poor kid. <laughs> You told him, like, yeah, this is my first job. My dad made me get one. He's, like, super wealthy. I was going to kill you. Oh, my... What? (laughs) Jesus. I was going to kill you. I just started to like Trevor. I'm sorry if you feel like I was overwhelming as him, because I was, like, I started to get more comfortable, and I was like, oh, shit, this isn't about Trevor. This is about Will. (laughs) No, it's fine. Will would not... Will would let people just be themselves, and then just come in and be crass every once in a while when he's done, and I... Mm -hmm. Yeah, um... I feel like I could, I don't know. I like how I, I feel like I could have played Will a little better. Um, I probably made him scarier. I think I leaned too heavy into the scary, and I could have maybe had him be, like, more jovial and well, why? Uh, grandpa-ish before we went to the graveyard. And once he was in his element, that's maybe when he started becoming, like, scary, you know? But, like, why would he ever be jovial? I don't know. I'm just, the. I, I guess I just can't wrap my brain around what the low charisma means. And it's just, I feel like I... Played him into I mean, a high intimidating charisma. I don't. So <laughs> I don't think he was intimidating because I, I never felt intimidated as as Trevor. I, I mean, there was an element of like being afraid, but it was just more uncomfortable. It was more of just like I didn't I didn't feel threatened by you. I just didn't know what the fuck you were gonna do. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and so it was like, and that's where it's like again. I think just reminding people that like you are older, you move slower, and all of this stuff. And like, I, I never felt like I was in danger. <laughs> um but like it was definitely creepy and i was like he clearly knows more about this than i do and i don't know what that is and just it was just uncomfortable and that's what's like i mean i guess you can be jovial with it because i mean again with a wisdom of uh, above average wisdom like you'd be able to read people and like through that you can also put off what you want right if you understand what they're picking up from you you know what to then change and do like just in a personal i don't know interaction setting but yeah, no, that would have been fucked if you would have just killed Trevor. Like it would have been like, well, if there you goes. Made him a noble or a rich or something. I would have shuffled you in the head. <laughs> just go full Mister Brooks with this shit, yeah. and just hit him in the face, and then bury him in one of the plots. Oh my god! You know another character I forgot to mention that was an inspiration for this character. Who? 
the old neighbor in the first Home Alone. Oh, literally yeah. Uses the shovel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. That's good. That's a that's another good pull. But yeah. Yeah. No, I well, think right. he's definitely made me uncomfortable. Um, and I, I like the. He definitely has a, a classic wizard esque feel to him, right? Like, and I think that's good. Um, so I nice. think I'm glad because I've never played a wizard. So you're a wizard, William, and a bloody <laughs> and a bloody undead one. <laughs> yes. Um, I would play. I would love to play. I know we say this a lot, <laughs> but I would love to play William and end up being the big bad of a campaign. Oh, that would be so much fun to pull off. That would be. It would need to be done well. Um, and but I think again, if you plan that from the beginning, it's like maybe you can just bring it up to your DM and be like, you know, I don't, I don't need to be the big bad, but like just know this is like kind of his goal, and so it might at some point lead to that. And then again, as a DM, it's like trust this player help build that into what they're doing give them the interactions to kind of show that like they're a little fucked (laughs) there's a little bit of some evilness to them that will at least make people kind of question and then yeah i think that that could be fun and and it's just making sure that interaction is played well but all right yeah that's uh that's william johns because 73 year old grave tender Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna wanna live forever though, that to try and be that whatever the senior citizen Lich King is. <laughs> <laughs> um but alright, yeah. So let us know what you think. Um because we're done now. This is the end of the podcast. We're officially <laughs> over. Um and uh this is the outro we're now talking through. So if you have any thoughts on William Johns, reach out to us. Uh the best way or a fun way, an easy way for us to respond back to you quickly is through our social medias, which is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all of those at RNG underscore PC. Um, and we would definitely enjoy interacting with you on there. Also, though, if you want to reach out to us through our email, we have an RNG PC podcast at gmail.com. And that's a great area. That's where you can uh, put your submissions to be the new co-host. Your applications. So we can send those. Wow. I'm glad I also have access to that. So I definitely won't delete all of those emails. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, that's also a good place. Like if you have like a character of ours, you played and want to tell us like a story or something that happened, that would be awesome. And we could definitely would love to bring that up uh, on here too. If there's some interesting and fun ones and you're okay with us sharing it. Um, but yeah, those are the best ways to reach out to us. And then also, if you're listening in Apple, iTunes, podcast app thing, that's the best place for you to rate. Or you can rate us on any of them, but I think that's the only one that has reviews, right? Is the Apple Yeah, I believe one. so. Um, do we have any any reviews that people have left? We do, yeah. So S underscore 4524 said that we are too funny with a laughing, crying face. I think that's the raffle emoji. Because it's like sideways. It? It's the rolling on the floor laughing emoji. And hmm. um, that person said, I don't know I don't know much about D&D, but these guys will keep you laughing the whole time. Well, thank you for checking us out, even though we are... Uh, I like to try to tell people that we're a character-building podcast within a D&D backdrop. Yeah. I mean, I think we <laughs> could start trying to build out even just characters. and like Because I think it's fun within the D&D world because it's like, oh, here are rules. Here are things you're trying to check off your box list. But like... I think there's other ways and other things we could look at trying to build up, but that's maybe we'll figure that out for future episodes. Or if you guys have ideas or different tabletop games, we should try and build characters within. Cool, send them over our way, and we can let us know. I don't know dig around in there. Get it? See what I did? Because it a grave digger. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, same pun twice. You're so smart. God, you know what? I don't. This is i'm um, done i got nothing i'm we've been recording for over two hours now at this point 
I am out of puns and it is hot in my room. Let's wrap this up. Um, Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, just remember, keep rolling and keep digging. (laughs) Goodbye. Play the music. Get us the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good good morning, evening, or good night, whatever the case may be, and we'll see you next time. 